This is Aushi Dumpling, resident old lady from the RSG community and recovering swagoaholic. And you're listening to the Escape Pod. I cannot do that pause. I swear every time I hear it, I have a seizure. This show should have an audio epilepsy warning just for that pause. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. The Escape Podcast was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. Not a Twitchy audience. However, anytime I hear that pause, I start to Twitch. Happy birthday, Paul. Take it away, boys. One is a Grand Arena specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. The news has dropped and Conquest is hitting the hollow tables. This mode has a lot of moving parts to it and we have some interesting numbers to share with you. And the mode exclusive unit is going to make you smile, Paul. Yes, we get a ship, the Razorcrest in fact, which will break down our thoughts of the kit as well. We also give our weekly Dojer Digest as he's been very busy on the forums of this past week. What information did he share? Stay tuned to find out. Since it was your birthday yesterday, mate, I'll let you pick the guest. That's right. And our first ever musical guest will be here to talk about his influences and fun stylings on songs that, Neil, I know you know some of these. Well, his name is Alex Melton, and it will be a fun interview that you will not want to miss. And I'm going to get some rumblings that this month's episode of Helly and the Noob is a bit different today. I guess you'll have to wait and see, but we all know the hashtag Heli No Bueno. In the fourth segment, it's Patreon's choice as we see what the supporters of the show have for us on the bridge. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod Cast. I am your host, the Nev, and as always, I am joined by my co-host and hetero life partner and the birthday boy, Paul Anthony. Paul, happy birthday, and how are you today? Thank you for the birthday wishes, Neil. I am doing well, and also, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to ditch the mask. Okay. If you see the missing tooth, you, as Neil told me to say, you should see the other guy. You should see the other guy. Exactly. That's what that, that is the response. That is a, the designated response. You should see the other guy. Yep. Okay. So, so um, wow. Well, pff, so much happened this week. So much happened this week. Um, I think everybody. You're not lying. Yeah. I think, um, I will say, I think they learned 
um, about the uh, CG have learned their lessons from uh, previous overhyping of new game modes coming. Um, uh, they've let the hype work itself, but it, this week is all it's all been about Galactic Conquest. It is all about Galactic Conquest. We've had posts, we've had discussions, um, both on the forums and in the uh, uh, you know and in the channels of SWGOH. Uh, content creators um great to see uh cg doing operation metaverse again i haven't listened to the galactic war report one yet but i did listen to the uh, operation metaverse uh interview which uh, uh which i enjoyed and obviously exclusive information to sig sig over at swgoh events so yeah it's been a full week hasn't it that that is absolutely true and it's been I'm loving that they're back talking to members of the community. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they may do in the future. Because this seems like it's just the tip of the iceberg. We just got a uh, hype train started, by the way. Uh, run DMV right at the beginning. 1,000 bits. Hellenics with 100. Ouchie with 200. And also, thank you, Blackened, for being Padawan number 923. We're almost a thousand, Neil. I know. Uh, we we need. A, I want a thousand before my birthday. <laughs> thousand before March thirteenth. Only got a couple weeks left. Come on, bring it. And Cascade making it rain nickels. Ooh, Cheney nickel. Uh, yes. So uh, yeah, it's been. Um, yeah, it, it has been a full week. There's been loads of stuff on the forums. Um, like like I said, you know, they haven't overhyped this. And I like that they haven't overhyped this because they hyped Galactic Challenges way too much. And it was a massive uh, mistake because they burnt that bridge with me. I was on board the hype train for Galactic Challenges and what I got was a damp squid. I like the way that they're letting the content speak for itself this time it's not look at this great new mode that we're bringing and you're going to be able to use all your roster and it's going to be so much fun and you're going to be able to play it all the time and it was none of that this yes. one it's like here's a mode you're going to be able to do x y and z and we'll we'll give you a little bit here and then a little bit more and then a little bit more and you know that's so i i think that the way that they're releasing the information and the data for this event is infinitely better than they did for galactic challenges i don't know what you think on that so they had the road ahead yeah as you mentioned they had the road ahead it piqued our interest after um after the road ahead peaking peaking our interest we got to talking about it after that they put out a very detailed um thing on the 23rd thank you by the way to the following people uh cascade run dmv real going nerdy lizzie chan lizzie junko and uh cascade uh all for getting us through the first level of the hype train that's Woo. going on twitch right now chew f and chew um and one of the things that i like about this neil normal versus hard mode yeah. What it means is that we have something for early game players and something for end game players. Yeah. Well, I, I think what they've done 
and it's a smart move. I, I do, you know, I'm going to give them credit for this. I think that it's a smart move from CG is we keep, uh, you know, before they gave us the challenge tiers on assault battles, we were asking for, just make things harder, you know, give us, give us, a, uh, you know, make the, make the Rancor harder, make us, you know, make assault battles harder. Give us, give us a hard mode of galactic war. Give us something because we're just able to auto everything you know so give us something harder and what they've done preemptively um i think with the conquest is they've preemptively done normal and hard so most people are just going to be doing normal for the next 12 to 24 months as they progress and then you know then they'll start dipping their toe in hard maybe maybe they'll probably only get through tiers one or two or three but nobody's going to move on to hard until they can comfortably do tier seven of normal. So until you are, you know, it doesn't matter what state of play you're in, what your account is in, no one is moving on to hard until they've got tier seven of the normal. And uh, I, I think that they've just kind of like just been a bit preemptive with that because if people were in and did normal straight away and completed tier seven, you know, there would be people in the community that, that would then be like, I've done it. I've completed it. You know, I can just plow through it and complete it every single time. Um, and uh, yeah, I, so yeah, that's good. As far as I'm concerned, that is good. It's good. So, we have, and, and by the way, uh, Hellenix with more than just nickels and uh, Mrs. Anthony with 200, uh, 200 bits uh, and Thad just throwing in. By the way, uh, Thad wants to know if you said they'll dip their toe in hard or they'll dip their toe in hard. They'll dip their toe in hard. Okay. They'll dip their toe in hard, Thaddeus. Don't, don't, think, don't think into it too much. Go back to eating crayons, mate. You, you just go back to eating crayons. <laughs> go poop some so, rainbows. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about the the um, the rewards then, real quick about Galactic Conquest. Mm -hmm. Um, so they really didn't talk about rewards, but we got rewards in the data mine. Yeah, we did get the rewards from the data mine, which is good. So we so, know what we're getting at what tiers and how much we're getting of it and how frequently we're getting it. There's seven tiers of rewards um, for each mode. The highest of normal mode will award you the same number of shards as the lowest... Uh, or I don't remember what I said first. The lowest tier of hard will give you the same amount of Razor Crest shards as the opposite, you know, the the highest of normal. So. Sorry, what? You get 40 if you do tier 7 of normal. You get 44 if you do the highest tier of hard. No, no. If you do normal, you can get up to 20. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I just said. If you do normal, if you complete normal, you'll get 20. If you complete hard, you'll get 44. You'll get 44, but if... Oh, in the... <laughs> I haven't seen that in ages. <laughs> <laughs> the, the angry Neil. The angry... Yeah. <laughs> the never age. <laughs> um, Who did the never so, age? Tier, the tier one box 
of hard mode also gives you 20. So even dipping your toe and getting one box. Well, yeah, I mean, it would do. But you've got to remember, um, you've got to remember that if, if you don't do it, if you don't complete that first tier of hard, which is uh, set at Relic 4, and the uh, tier seven of normal is set for tier for relic three. Like you said, it's the same rewards, but um, each tier is set one relic harder. So if you don't complete that tier, you ain't getting it. We'll but we'll you could complete tier thing. seven. We'll see what the first thing happens if if we breathe on the t on the tier. If we just play the first battle if we get the first box if so it's worth it to just go into hard mode yeah well well that's just that, that we, we don't know exactly how the prizes that you get per tier are broken down because uh, listening to the interview with crumb and developers on operation metaverse they did say that the prizes for each tier were going to be split down as you go through the tier yes so um it's not go through all of tier one you get all of the rewards you will get some of the rewards from tier one as you progress through the tier and yes then you'll no. get the rest. You'll probably get the rest of the rewards. Um, this is the box. All I'm talking about is the end of tier or the end of event box that you get. Well, the, after the, the, are you sure that all of this is in that box? And that yes. this is not just a this is a breakdown of the, everything that you get at the various different uh, stages of uh, each of the tiers. You sure? I'm I'm sure. Okay. So what you will get in the end of event box, normal mode, tier seven, you need 425 points to get to it. You will get 20 Razor Crest shards. You'll get 20, 20 of the blue squares of the, of the uh, relic data. You'll get 10 of the, uh, of the green circle. You will not get any of the of the last piece, but you'll get 15 tier one, 40 tier two, and 20 tier three of the relic material. Yeah, no, the uh, the, the 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 relic material and the slicing material. Yeah, that's that's a that's a positive. That's a that's a good. That is definitely right, a so, good. So here goes on the other here goes the rest injector salvage that is one of the three finisher pieces yeah the gold finisher pieces you'll get two pulls of that you'll get two pulls of gear 12 sal salvage you'll get two pulls of gear 12 and a half salvage and then you'll get two pulls of core gear salvage. Core gear, Neil, is your cuffs, is your stun guns, is the stuff that you want, the droid collars. Mm -hmm. You'll get 1.4 million credits 
10 Omega Mats, and five Zetas. Five for two weeks worth of work. Yeah. This is this is going to and and you've got to remember that this is this is uh, it's more than likely going to reward those with uh, deeper rosters. So this is the anti GAC, I think. Uh, GAC, the the most successful GAC people are the ones with the slim rosters that are that have been uh, made and designed and nurtured and farmed and grinded to be very, very specific to be successful at GAC. Um, and that that would be a lot of people. That, that's a lot of people's alts. That's a lot of people. It's <laughs> a lot of gamers' alts. Uh, maybe not yeah. necessarily their mains, but a lot of their alts. So really people quick, that I, wanna, are, I want to acknowledge... Um, a a uh, person that just followed us, True Rune. We saw him playing a little bit earlier than uh, um, earlier before we went on the air, and I went and I dropped a follow because I wanted to be able to watch him. Uh, he just followed. Thank you, True Rune. We appreciate you. He, by the way, Neil, um, I believe is another European streamer. Oh, okay. So need more of us. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I I do. I mean, um, I'm I'm excited. I'm happy for the new game mode, but I'm also a little bit sad. Uh, I'm a little bit sad. If I had a beer in my hand, I would pour some out for GAC. Um, and I'm pouring, pouring some out for GAC because I do genuinely think that um, with the coming of this new game mode and looking at how it is and listening to the podcast on Operation Metaverse and seeing how they've worked this and what work they've put into this and how they are going to move forward with this game mode. I don't think we're going to see any love from CG shown in GAC for 12 to 24 months. It's going to be all about the two new game modes. They are going to put so much emphasis in uh, the galactic section um they really really are galactic challenges and galactic conquest it's all about those two game modes um so the the, the changes the tweaks the uh, um the update that we so desperately want on gac i i think that cg are kind of hoping that people will um show less love for gac and more love for this because people are going to take their fluffy bottoms and increase them which is going to screw them up on gac but it could potentially get them a lot more rewards from this new mode because let's be honest the rewards for grand arena championship suck and competitive gac um uh gamers including you know all of the all of the content creators that stream it don't do it for the rewards we don't we do it because it's a competitive area of the game. We don't, we, nobody, nobody who, do, who takes GAC seriously does it for the rewards. We do it for the bragging rights. And so, okay, this, new, this new area is so full of rewards that it's just going to eclipse GAC. Okay, get this though. What if them doing this to encourage people to bring up their teams? Instead of, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to say it, hurting their guild. And I use it loosely by saying that. Those with focused 
rosters can help their guild, but the extra GP helps with territory battles. It does. It, flat out. It's true. By having people fluff more, it really, truly would end up helping them. And as rosters get up into that Division One, it gives them more of an excuse to to split Division One up. No, no, it's it, this this new game mode isn't going to fluff bottoms. It's going to make people want to unfluff bottoms. I'll give you an example. We know that tier one of normal is is geared and rigged to gear 12. Okay, now we know that the data cards and the consumables uh, are going to allow you to buy buffs for teams. But if it's discovered that um, a squad of gear 12 Ewoks gets you through three matches without destroying the stamina of your better squads people might be inclined to take their gear 11 Ewoks to gear 12. That increases the top 80 of the GP. Um, and another example, uh, Jawas. You know, some people have got like one Jawa, the the, uh, the Jawa scavenger, so that they can do an Utini bomb, but the rest of the Jawas might be eight and nine. Well, the, the, the theory crafters might discover, oh, if you've got all gear 11 Jawas, um, you can blitz through three squads of tier one or three squads of tier two or three squads of tip you know before the stamina on that squad is drained you know it what it's going to do is me is not for it i'm not suggesting it will force people but the theory crafters are going to come back to the community and go if you take this rogue one squad if you take this phoenix squad if you take this ewok squad if you take this bounty hunter squad the the, the bounty hunters that people don't gear up if you take them all to gear 11 or gear 12 it's going to chew through three or four battles of one of the tiers on your journey to completing tier seven and most people that do gac have got all of those squads and all of those characters underneath the top 80 so that it doesn't register on the algorithm and if you boost all of those squads so that you can do well in galactic conquest it's going to increase people's top 80 with teams that they cannot use in gac because you've got to remember these teams will become useful in galactic conquest because of the data cards and the buffs that you can buy as consumables those buffs and those consumables are not going to be available to those squads in GAC. So you can find yourself buffing a team that is useless in GAC, but very, very useful in Galactic Conquest. All right. I'm going to let that simmer for a moment. We're going to go to a break. On the other side of the break, I'll give you the look at stamina. I'll give you the look at what happens throughout that, courtesy of Sig Sig. Thank you very much, Sig Sig, for allowing me to use your guide. Uh, to kind of break down everything. And then hopefully, if we have time, we hope that we can, we'll review the Razor, Razor Crest before we get to our special interview. Coming up right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. 
HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message, and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways. All for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena tracking bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P A T R E O N dot com slash the escape pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to the Escape Podcast. Hello, I am Andy Beads, commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion. And I'm Camp Director Flair of Gaming Embers. We are the officers of the Chain Gang. We're a collection of Twitch streamers that like to stream our Grand Arena Championship battles. In Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. We feature accounts of all sizes. From the large accounts, like Fruit Ninja Mike. To the small accounts, like, well, mine. We have Grand Arena Action for All Viewers. With names like The Llama. Ran B. Dr. Zeppers. Mr. Jigabachi. Geek Girl 1980. Rico. Kate Gaming. Flair. Andy Beads. And the Escape Podcast's own The Nev. We bring you continuous game action every day during the attack phase. Check us out and ride the raid chain from streamer to streamer with us. The Chain Gang is proud feature of the Escape Pod Castaways. See you on the chain, ya hosers. The Escape Pod Cast. Oh, we don't have the Evan 4? Ah, uh, welcome back. Yeah, that you just, you spoke. I said we're coming back in and you spoke after I took <laughs> us off mute. So that's your fault. Um, it is my fault. Did, that did is your we, fault. Was the guild classified in there? You know what? It might have been in there, actually. I might have been looking at my, <laughs> I might, might have been looking at my, I was in a rush to get, I completely, I, it, it slipped my mind that I, I would need to redo break one because obviously my sister voiced the Patreon. So when I re 
put all of the commercials in and put them one after the other. I must have forgot the um, yeah, I forgot the guild guild classified. Uh, okay, well, if you guys want comes to join a guild, <clears throat> yeah, if you guys want to join a guild right now, there is a chance to join Yavin Four, my guild. We're currently looking for uh, for players that can beat the cam mission to join us in unlocking cam and getting him all starred and geared up for the rancor which we are completing there you go <laughs> yeah not me we have a lot of a lot of fun people that you see in chat that we talk about um and that we've related stories about are party having for including the llama and dr jojo so yeah, they're going to put Cam in the store eventually. In the in the new <clears throat> in the new store, Cam, Cam and Watt are going to go in the new store eventually. So Thane Thane says that if he loses tonight, he may be in need of a new home. Hey, <laughs> before we get into this, why don't you tell people about what's going on tonight? Oh yes, so um, uh, I discovered earlier on when I was on the RSG lunchtime stream that Thane Kyrell is. Um, matched against Loki. Now, we don't cover Thane on GA Center, but we do cover Loki. Um, so it's going to be fun. Uh, uh, later on this evening, after we've done the after show, uh, I'm going to be bop, uh, popping on to a Zoom call, and I am going to be Thane's wingman as he goes up against Loki. Loki um, is that scared? I mean, I, I can only assume he's scared because he's having two people from his guild as his wingmen and he's got faster mods than thane but for some reason he's worried he's concerned so it's going to be me thane ranger loki and two other people um will be uh let me see yes uh thane uh, was it thane will be doing his account on rsg on youtube and loki will be running his on his twitch channel but ranger will do a, a, the, a, sw a switch backwards and forwards so they'll take it in turns like a normal bat like a normal live battle going backwards and forwards with a five minute break between each battle um so yeah you'll be able to you, see both battles um but yeah so no a, that's so that, that's gonna be a, so that's so that's gonna be happening that's gonna be happening at 10 30 central 11 30 uh, eastern standard time so uh yeah um you'll be able to uh tune into that i mean there's loads of stuff on tonight there's just so much fun stuff on tonight friday night is the place you know youtube and twitch is the place to be on friday night you know so here's yeah, we're, we're speaking like old men now, by the way. Um, here's the other thing, though, Neil, is that this just goes to further advance the fact that matchups with friends are much more fun and engaging and streamable than matching up against just your average Joe and what I call pubbies. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, wow. Do you see that? Did you see that notification on YouTube? No. Operation Metaverse premiere. For exclusive game gameplay footage of Conquest Mode, I am so checking that out later on this weekend. <laughs> Actual gameplay footage. Uh, <clears throat> when when uh, GOM and um, T-Money were talking with the devs about the new game mode that they would I, I they kept on talking in terms of like oh my god have you played this you know 
And that made me think, you can't. If you were beta testers, you wouldn't be allowed to say that you were a beta tester. Unless so, they're saying right in front of them. So, so the, you can tell they must people. have been given they must have been given access to the game at some point so that they can and, and I think don't get me wrong, I think that this is brilliant. That that you, you you know, if you're being interviewed about a new game mode, you're going to get more constructive and interesting and pertinent questions from the interviewers if they know and can, you know, sample the goods, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that, that would explain now I'm kind of understanding more the questions that team money and gone came up with for the, um, for the CG team that they interviewed. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. I don't think it's a secret that team money, gom sig, sig and GWR all are in the beta. I don't think that's a secret. Well, yeah, but you're not supposed to say that you're in the beta. Unless you're being interviewed by CG about modes that you're playing in the beta. I mean, we can split hairs over this all night. <sighs> it's 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 against the it's against the rules, isn't it? To talk about, you know, rule, the rule number one of being on the beta. You don't club. talk about being on the beta. Rule it's number not two. It's fight club. It is the same rule. Rule number one about being on the beta. You don't talk right. about being Let's on the beta. Let's talk about stamina. Let's talk about stamina in Galactic Challenges. Mm -hmm. As you spend stamina, you spend 10% stamina, but you only lose the stamina, stamina if you win the battle. Yeah. You use your energy, which I'll get to in a moment. Stamina uh, increases 1% over 30 minutes. So every five hours, you have, they get another battle. That's about that's four battles a day, right, Neil? Yeah. Okay. For, for for those characters, obviously, that's not for any character you put in. That's per right. character. Which now, is why the complete... factions and the squads are going to be so important in this game yeah. mode. Well, Sig Sig wrote about conquest, key cards, and rewards. When you complete a battle or feat, you'll earn a specific amount of key cards. These points are added together and will determine which reward crate you get at the end of the event. So, like we have galactic challenges. But you'll earn other rewards instantly, such as credits or conquest credits, which you then use to purchase items in the shop, Neil. Mm-hmm. In order to uh, get the last reward crate, you most likely need 100% to 100% the entire Conquest event, meaning three-starring all battles and completing all feats. For most players, this will mean going back and redoing anything that you couldn't max the first time out. So... I'm not seeing any problems there. Now, I want to know how many sectors there are. I'm hoping that that gameplay footage shows how many sectors there are. I'd like to know how many sectors there are in a tier. Because obviously the, the image that they've got up on uh, um, SWGOH events only shows sector one, sector two, and sector three. I'd like to know exactly how many sectors there are in each tier. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't say if there are seven sectors or eight sectors or nine sectors. Because obviously you're going to be trying to work out the best use of your squads per sector. I um, think I have that answer. 
Because if you've got if you've got seven sectors per tier and there's seven tiers, that means you need to get through forty nine battles. Give me a moment. It's a lot of, that's a you. lot of battles, and you need to you need to work out when you can do them so that you you're not killing your stamina, right? Five sectors. There's five sectors. There's five sectors. Seven tiers, so that's thirty-five battles in total. Okay, Let, let's go ahead and get into let, let's go ahead and get into the energy thing. I have some information that I can pass along to you. So, without refreshing your, without hitting the crystals, you will get one thousand. 824 free natural energy during the event. Okay? Mm-hmm. From somebody who's been there, it takes 1,050 energy to do each battle one time. So, Neil, mm-hmm. your answer is there are 14 battles over five sectors. Battles over. 14 battles, and then 14 battles, and then 14 battles. The total is 70 battles. Five sectors, 14 battles each. So what? So each sector has a certain amount of battles in it? How many battles in each sector? How How many battles per sector? 14. And there are five sectors in a tier. Yes. Christ, that's a lot of battles. That is a lot of Jesus. Oh well, it's it's but also remember, Neil, it's two weeks. Yeah, so fourteen per sector. Five sectors. There's fourteen times five times seven. No, no, fourteen times five. Yeah, but there are seven tiers. If there's five no, sectors no, in seven each tiers tier, of a reward box. There's seven tiers of a reward box. Okay. So the, the points that you get as you go along, that ends up gaining, getting you a higher tier reward box. Okay. All right. I, I, I just assumed that each tier was its own, the end of each tier was its own reward, not that it was the end of a sector. I assumed each there was X amount of sectors until you completed tier one, and then you got the rewards for tier one, and then you would move on to tier two and tier three and tier four. No, nope. just like Galactic Challenges has seven tiers. There's an easy enough mistake to make because I'm going off Galactic Challenges, which has seven tiers. Yeah, so it's a, it's fifteen energy to play a battle. All right, one thousand fifty energy to play each battle once if you complete it on the first shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you and me both black end. Black end. <laughs> so, this is five sec. So, yeah, okay. They, they could have made that a lot easier than saying there's five sectors and over a period of five sectors you will get, you know, oh, yeah. That, that just, they how, just- about I, how about I put it this way? You've got 70 battles spread over five tiers. Yeah, no, I, I get that there are there, there are uh, 70 battles. 
And so what you if you can so will you you know will you get the tier one if you complete ten battles? Will you get tier two rewards if you complete twenty battles and so on? I, I'm just depends saying, on how many stars you get in that in that sector and how many feats you complete during that sector. Yeah. So think of it as a set of of five galactic challenges. But you're not limited to only using Mandalorians. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, they, they, they said that during the interview. There's no restrictions. There's not going to be any restrictions on the squads that you take in. It's not entirely dissimilar to Blitz mode on Marvel Strike Force, where you can make your own squads and you'll go through the four battles so that you can go to the next level and you'll go through it and, you know, each of, you know, as you each time you use a squad or each time you use a character, you know, it uses up its stamina and you then can't use that again unless you refresh it and stuff like that. That's what Or that, heal the character. Remember what, your health. Yeah. From what I understand, your health is persistent. Yeah, and stamina is something that is going to be fixed to lose. I, I really do genuine. I genuinely thought that that was going to be something that they put in the um, as a consumable in the store that people could buy, spend crystals on, buying extra stamina, refreshing stamina. You can. Oh, you can. We oh, already right. well, see it. Yeah. Well, there it is then. There you go then. That's that's where they're going to make their money. People, but not remember, people. if you if you three star everything the first time out and you complete all the feats, you can do it with one thousand fifty energy. You get. 1,824 free natural energy every single uh, every single time. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not talking about spending crystals to refresh the energy. I'm talking about whales spending crystals to refresh the stamina just so that they can constantly take Always their best Always use team slacker. So I they can what you, you know, so they've got a GL team and, you know, that, that one GL team will go through, you know, half the battles of Sector 1. And then all they have to do is spend crystals to refresh the stamina of that team so that they can get all the way to the end of sector one with one team. And, and you know, that there's just no, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, you know, once the theory crafters get their hands on it. But, you know, free, free to, I, I think free to play, I think consumers rather than um, customers are going to get more fun out of this because they're not the ones spending crystals left right and center they are the ones that are going to literally try and use their entire roster um it's just a question of you know whether they will work or not and whether there's a data card that can buff the crap out of a you know a gear nine or a gear 10 rogue you know someone with a gear nine or 10 rogue squadron you know you gotta keep your fingers crossed that there's some data card that you can apply to the leader that's gonna put a buff you know across the board um making that team seem like it's gear 12 as opposed to you know and then you don't have to waste gear on it or uh yeah so, so uh, yeah loadouts are going to get used <sighs> sector one loadouts sector two loadouts sector three well, okay loadouts. so let's talk about those loadouts and things like that um this once again is from sig sig when he talks about it uh ba. Conquest map nodes are dynamically generated. You will most likely not be fighting the same opponents on the same node as another player. This means you won't be able to go to YouTube or Reddit to find the best way to min-max your sectors. Everyone is on their own for the most part. 
Data disks draw from a group of options, so while you may have a chance of getting the same data disk as another player, you may get completely different ones. But the boss, the map layout, those are the same for everyone. Yeah. So now, let's talk about let's talk about the Razor Crest real quick and how to get it. The Razor Crest is one of the rewards from the initial Conquest Exhibition events. This ship will be available in Conquest Reward crates at varying amounts and can be purchased from the Wandering Scavenger nodes with Conquest credits. Mm -hmm. So, Neil, not only are you getting the 20 at the end of the event if you complete the complete all of it, you can get them for hitting up the Jawas along the way. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see on that. I'm a little bit confused um, regarding, uh, uh, regarding the Razor Crest um, because it's, I mean, the thing is it's there. If you look at the, if you look at the ships, you can see it at the bottom already zero out of one, four, five, which would indicate that it's a five-star activation. But during the Operation Metaverse interview, uh, I can't remember which dev it was, but somebody said that it activates at two stars, which, you know, they said, oh, you're going to be able to activate this after, you know, a couple of, uh, uh, you know, a couple of conquests. Um, That's true. Which which would not be the case if it was a five-star unlock. If it's a five-star unlock, it's going to take more than a couple of conquests to get it. Um unless you get lots of extra shards from the Jawa scavengers and you can do the hard mode. Although the exhibition is just normal. There, there is no hard mode for the exhibition. Not for the first one. Not for the, the second one. There will be. Yeah. For the, um, and, and obviously they're back to back. This one's first one's for two weeks. And then second one um, follows immediately afterwards. There will be no. Correct two-week break and, but yeah and because i am a ship fanatic until i get um until i get razor crest activated that's all i'm going to be going for yeah uh, by the by the way um want to thank um real going nerdy um hellenix dicky dark side uh for the 500 bits i didn't even uh, oh i did see that one i did see that one um JJ Manners cheering bits, Dr. Feelgood cheering bits. Thank you guys for all those um, as we're going here. JJ Manners gifted a sub, Dr. Jojo gifted a sub. Thank you very much, guys. So yeah, right. I um I, I must admit I'll I'll it'd be nice to get the ship. I, I don't have BAM yet, but I, I'm 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 not gonna be that far off getting BAM on all my accounts at the same time because I've been farming for all of the characters. Uh, I've been farming for all the characters on all my accounts all at the same time. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be getting BAM at the same time because I started farming IG-11 and Quill simultaneously the, 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 the okay. moment they arrived in the, uh, the moment they arrived in the, um, uh, uh, on those farming notes. I started farming them all at the same time and I used the same amount of energy on all of them and, I mean, it goes without saying that, you know, Kara and Grief and um, regular Mando, they're all going to be seven stars, gear 11, and some some of them gear 12, um, you know, long before 
Quill and IG-11 are finished. So, um, but someone free to play such as myself, it's probably going to take me a considerable, uh, considerably long period of time uh, to farm the necessary uh, shards for the Razor Crest to even get it active anyway. So I'm kind of hoping that I've got BAM on all of my accounts at roughly that time anyway. Not that it's going to make much difference on my two low accounts anyway. Um, oh. oh, no, actually, no. It's just the hard mode where it's a 4 million GP, isn't it? The lower ones, it's 1 million GP, isn't it? Uh, let's, let's talk about the Razor Crest. Because it is a bounty hunter and cargo ship, Neil. Mm -hmm. Which means that it now has synergy with IG-2000, Houndstooth, Xanadu Blood, especially Xanadu Blood. And you can also use it for the contraband cargo roundup. Yeah, but <laughs> who's going to use it for that? Most right. yeah, Come on. I mean, most people have got a fleet that they can put in for the contraband cargo hit auto and 60 seconds later they've got it so i'll use it because it's new i know anyway, you'll use it because it's new but the, the pilot as you said is beskar mando yeah which i'm a bit gutted I, I was hoping that it'd be the original but i'm not um, overly salty about it basic deal physical damage to target enemy if they're breached which two ships can inflict breach. I think it's two. It might be three. Inflict marked for two turns. So you can instantly, what this is telling me is that if you're fast enough, this is an Anakin killer. Or it's a MILF killer. Yeah, but it doesn't say that it's locked. Is mark is the marked locked, or is Milf just going to be able to do its wiggle and cleanse it? It might not be locked, but it can't be evaded or resisted. If you are doing it in the correct order, you might be able to because uh, Milf wig uh, Milf will dispel at three. If you can get fast enough or set it up to happen at the right time. You can put one buzz droid on them. And then get them breached and then do this. Well, no, because that would be the third buff. Yeah. Never mind. I, I was theory crafting on the fly. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, oh. it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to uh, to have somebody that could cleanse and then you could throw a marked on them. But yeah, Um uh, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I will wait for um, uh, I'll wait for Warriors video on that because um, you know Warriors back in the game and, and and his ships videos were always the best. The, the guy knows his stuff when it comes to comes to ships. So uh, um, yeah, I will I will definitely be deferring to uh, whatever theory craft in uh, <laughs> because like you, Warriors going to want that maxed out ASAP. He is going to want that ship maxed out ASAP, like he has all his other ships. Well, I know that I do, and that, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> um, his uh, unique, or, or it actually has only one special. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict breach. So he inflicts breach himself. Mm -hmm. 
if the target already had breach, inflict buff immunity and call target other bounty hunter ally to assist. That's definitely going to be useful against uh, other hounds tooths. That's going to be very useful against other hounds tooths. So it's a hounds tooth killer with the special, which has a cooldown of three. Yeah, that's going to stop. Uh, um, that's going to stop people putting uh, hounds tooth as the, uh, the the taunt in the tank on every squad as default, because that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people put the hounds tooth because they haven't got another tank. Then maybe they don't have another tank. They'll automatically put. Yeah, it's like whatever. I'll put hounds tooth. People do that with milf fleets. They do that with. Um, uh, Galactic Republic fleets. So yeah, um, that's going to stop that. That's going to stop people <laughs> using that in defense straight away. People will just be sod it. I'll just use me Y wings. That's what pe people will stop using Houndstooth, and they'll just revert back to um, uh, they'll just revert back to uh, the Y wings. Okay, so here's here's uh, when it enters battle. When you call them as a reinforcement. And we're going to be quick on this because we got to get to our uh, guest here. Razor Crest gains stealth for two turns and inflicts ability block. Ability block on target enemy for a turn. Tenacious Pilot, his unique. Once, okay, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to speed this up here. Whenever another bounty hunter uses a, a special ability, they first inflict breach on the selected target for two turns. So they inflict breach upon any bounty hunter ally using a special. Once breach is uh, inflicted six times while the Razor Crest is active, essentially he gets a payout plus 50% yeah. critical damage, uh, plus 25 offense, plus 25 speed. If a marked enemy is defeated, reduce the cooldowns of the active bounty hunter ships by one. While the Razor Crest is active, Breached enemies have negative 30% critical damage. Holy crap! And then the unique two, final text, this ship ignores taunt. Yeah, very useful. This very is useful. a good ship. A really good ship. Oh, hell yeah. All right. There's so much more to talk about, but we will that 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 just means that we have more stuff for later on. If for some reason, you know, you aren't wowed by these galactic conquests, there'll be more stuff to talk about later on. Are you I know you're guarded because you were hurt by cha galactic challenges, Neil. Mm -hmm. But are you at least optimistic? Oh, I've set my I've set my expectations so low for this that the, the, the only outcome is a positive. The only outcome that is possible is positive because I've set my expectations very, very low. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's going to be a, uh, a positive, a positive outcome because I've set my expectations low. Still can't stand galactic challenges. I wish, I wish I could uh, inspire you a little bit more on this. Yeah, no, I don't care. I really, really don't care. I care as I just don't care about galactic challenges. I'm never going to change my mind. It's boring. It's dull. 
I'm not interested in it. If I can't beat tier seven with my best team, pff, I just don't care. I, I, I really, really don't care. Nothing is going to change my mind about galactic challenges. I think it's dull and I think it's boring and I think it's laborious. All right. Well, uh, before we take our break, True Rune, Dr. Feelgood, JJ Manners, Stadius from Going Nerdy, um, and Hellenix, once again, thank you guys for the uh, for the shiny nickels that you're throwing at us as we go along. Coming up in just a moment, the first ever Escape Podcast musical guest. I cannot wait for you guys to meet Alex Melton. Stick around for that and Patreon's choice coming after that. Also, there's some rumblings about there being an alternate ending to Helly and the Noob. People will have to tune in. That's the third break. All right. Stick around, guys. We'll be back after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Are you a member of Team Paul or Team Neil? Maybe you prefer story time with the llama, or dabble in the buttery side of the force with Biscuit Weasel. Or maybe you like the escape pod talents from down under, like Heinze and Scotty. No matter who you support, you can get one of my designs from the Escape Podcast merch store. Just go to escapepodcastaways.com, click on the merch link, and it will take you to the Tee Public site where you can support me, Mrs. Anthony, also known as Critty K. Also be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast's Discord server weekly to vote for my latest shirts in the Design Derby on Woot. Links for both of these are down below. Thank you for supporting the Escape Pod cast. Heinze from the ANZGC is officially a member of the Escape Pod Castaways. Make sure you go and search for Heinze on YouTube today because he live streams a lot of his GAC content. And not only does he do that, he also does some pretty fun videos from time to time, including a behind the screen and also streaming Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, and from time to time, this idiot might drop by. Head on over and check out Heinze today on YouTube a part of the Escape Pod Castaways Network. The Escape Pod, cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello, Escape Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with the Llama and the Escape Pod, cast for kids. Now, it's a sad day because our Journey Through the Journey Guide series is coming to a close. We've got two characters left to go through, and then we'll be moving on to a new series. But tonight, we are covering the Conehead legend himself, Kiati Mundi. Now, Kiati Mundi, or Cam as he's more commonly referred to, is available in the Phase 3 special mission of the Geonosis Republic Offensive Territory Battle. In order to get Cam, you'll need to use Shock T and four other clones. Now, I recommend using the four 501st clones of Rex, Fives, Echo, and Arc Trooper. Using those characters are really going to give you the most success when you go in and do this event during territory battles. That being said, it is a pretty difficult event. There are a ton of guides out there, though, with modding and where your different stats need to be, as well as a turn-by-turn, -turn, pretty much, guide of 
how to complete the event. It's very, very RNG heavy, so don't be frustrated when you have an inconsistent turnout from the event territory battle to territory battle. As frustrating as this event can be, Cam is worth it. He is an absolute beast and he makes your Jedi team that much better, especially when you're using him with Jedi Knight Luke. Let's take a look into Cam himself. Now he's a light side character, an attacker, a Jedi, and a part of the Galactic Republic. His first ability, Versatile Strike, which is his basic ability, deals physical damage to the target enemy. If Cam is using the Atoru form, he will attack again. If he's using the Makashi form, he gains 15% turn meter and recovers 10% protection. His first special ability, Adaptive Form, allows him to switch his forms between Ataru and Makashi. He also dispels all debuffs and gains 100% turn meter. If he moves into the Ataru form, he gains 100% offense, plus 30% defense penetration, and plus 20 speed. If he moves into the Makashi form, he gains 100% counter chance, 60% tenacity, and critical hit immunity. Now this ability is immune to cooldown manipulation, so the cooldown is what it is. Now you'll notice each form has a different purpose. So the Ataru form is more for offense and the Makashi form is more for defense. So you'll need to keep that in mind and use it strategically when you have him on your team. His second special ability, Decisive Thrust, deals physical damage to the target enemy, and this attack deals plus 100% damage for each Galactic Republic Jedi ally. If Cam is using the Ataru form, this ability defeats an enemy, it will reset all of his cooldowns except for his form-changing ability. If he's using the Makashi form, it will dispel all debuffs on Galactic Republic Jedi allies, and they gain 25% turn meter. With his first unique ability, Jedi Council, at the start of each battle, if all allies are Galactic Republic Jedi, they have plus 30 speed, plus 40% max health, and plus 20% offense. Galactic Republic allies with a support or a healer role also have an additional offense equal to 10% of their max health. His second unique ability, Master of Forms, Kiani Mundi starts the battle using the Ataru form and has an additional ability depending on which form he's using. When Cam switches to the Makashi form, he recovers 10% protection and taunts for three turns. The specific Ataru form ability, Ataru Lunge, deals physical damage to the target enemy and inflicts armor shred. The Makashi specific ability, the Makashi Jab, dazes all enemies for two turns and deals physical damage to the target enemy, and it cannot be evaded. Now, what was a little surprising to a lot of people is that Cam actually only has one Zeta ability, and that is his unique, the Jedi Council. In regards to mods, you are really, really, really going to want him to be fast. You want him to be able to switch his forms as quickly as possible, so he's going to need to take a lot of turns for that to happen because his ability to change his forms is not affected by any cooldown manipulation. So it is what it is. In addition to that, you want to focus on things like offense, potency, and survivability. You want him to last a long time as well. When we're talking about teams, I mean, it's pretty straightforward from his kit that you want him with Jedi characters. A full Galactic Republic Jedi team is best, but he also does work really, really well with Jedi Knight Luke in the typical Jedi Knight Luke, Revan, Gas, Hoda team. That's all for me. Tune in next week for more story time with the llama and the escape pod.
cast for kids. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Receiving incoming transmission. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This week's guest is a musical guest. So I'm going to hand you over to the master of ceremonies. Paul, Paul, introduce our musical guest this week. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest, in my opinion, is a musical phenom on the verge of greatness. And that is why I am absolutely honored that he is taking a moment to sit down and talk to us. His video, If Blink-182 Wrote Semi-Charmed Life, has over 1.5 million views on YouTube. And his Punk Goes Country series, almost twice that combined. I have to thank Geek Girl for pointing this guy out to me. His ability to mix genres back and forth and appeal to the wide audience of both genres quickly made me a fan. And I hope by the end of this interview that some of you will also become fans of his. Coming to us live from Vacation Room Studios, I present to you Alex Melton. Alex, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. This is a, it's a big deal. I'm, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, it's uh, we're excited that you are here as well. Um, so normally we'd ask people about their account in, in this game that we play, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. But let's let's pretend that your musical taste and musical skill is your account. How long have you been playing the game? <laughs> oh, boy. Um I started, I started doing YouTube in earnest, uh, in about 2012, right after I graduated college. Um, but I, you know, I've been, I've been playing music my whole life, basically got into recording in high school, went to music school and in, in college, got a degree in music and, uh, started after college, basically, uh, you know, that, that was the first time I, I said, what if this pop song was like a, a pop punk song. And then I basically kind of just went from there and started coming up with different ideas. And over the past, was it nine years or so 
of the channel I'm on now. Uh, it's, it's grown into, you know, taking pop songs to pop punk and, and then turning uh, pop, so- pop punk songs into country songs and everything in between. So it's kind of been a, a, a long journey just to get to where I am with, with the different series and everything. So, you know, roughly 10 years or so. Okay. So, okay. You, I grew up, I grew up listening to, I guess what you call oldies and beach boys and, and things like that. What were your, what were your musical influences? You say you've been playing music for a while. What was your musical influences that got you into playing music itself? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I was really into boy bands like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. <laughs> and they, they didn't really play music uh, like instruments. I used to say they, they were more focused on the vocals. And I, I got one of those. Now that's what I call music CDs because of like, there was like an NSYNC song on there. And then I discovered Blink-182 and Sum 41. And that was kind of my gateway into, into the pop punk side of things where, where you have more, they're singing, but they're also playing guitars. And, and that wanted, that made me, that made me want to pick up a guitar. Uh, so I started with guitar really. That must've been an old, um, an old now album. If it had Blink 180, Blink 182 and some yeah. 41 on it, because Blink 182 and some 41 were like late nineties bands. That must've been an old now album. That I believe it was volume eight. Now eight. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Now that's what I call music eight. Yes. I, I, I think they're up to one hundred now. It's like oh, kids bow. Oh no! <laughs> wow, that that kind of dates things, doesn't it? Wow. <laughs> so the boy. Uh, so I, I I I distinctly didn't hear take that. Um. Uh. When when you said mentioned boy bands there, what 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 you know got something against take that. Uh-oh. I, I don't know if I've ever heard of <gasps> You've never heard of Take That? He's oh my British. Don't worry oh my about God. him. No, no, no. Take That were global. They were, you know, they, they were they were boy bands before, you know, they were better than New Kids on the Block and NSYNC and Boys to Men and all of that lot. Well, I've got some digging to do after the Yeah, after you've the got some digging to do, yeah. Oh, man. Take that. <laughs> all right. Take that. Oh, God, yeah. E- even Kudrak in chat says that he's never heard of Take That. Uh oh! <laughs> come on, take that, Gary Barlow, Robbie Williams. I mean, come on. Well, Robbie Williams. I mean, we we know Robbie Williams from Millennium. Yeah. Well, Robbie Williams was in Take That before you know he departed the band. He was he started he started his career in Take That. You know, and as all boy bands do, somebody always thinks they're better than the band, and they go solo and they crash and burn. And Robbie Williams left, crashed and burned, got drunk, got fat, stopped smoking weed, stopped drinking, got himself in shape, and came back and you know did really really well as a solo artist. Wow. So, um, did you have your typical high school band, Alex? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a couple guys. Uh, we would get together in my in my bedroom and we would play Green Day songs. I had a little electronic drum set. I, I at, at some point I switched from guitar to drums because everybody else was playing guitar, and so yeah, <laughs> had to had to fill out the band somehow. Uh, and and you know we would play the talent shows at high school, you know gatherings and. And, and that kind of continued on into college. We would start playing local shows around the area and move around, around South Carolina, different venues and stuff. But yeah, it was, it was, a, it was one of those fun things where um, 
I learned a lot, wrote some songs, started, you know, trying to get into how to, how to record, you know, how to record oneself. Um, that's kind of where I started cutting my teeth on all that. So, yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about that early, uh, that early time or, or earlier, um, when, when did you exactly break out to be just Alex Melton? Um, the I'm looking at your Spotify thing and I'm seeing 2019 is your earliest published work. Um, yeah, I, I switched distributors, um, in 2019. So I kind of wiped everything off of Spotify and streaming before that and kind of re-uploaded everything. But I've been, I've been releasing stuff on my own since, since around, the time I finished college. That's, that's when I started doing the, the Alex Melton thing. Um, you know, that's, that's when all your friends, they start to kind of branch off and, and maybe the bands you started, they kind of fizzle out. Everybody's doing their own thing. They're getting day jobs and, and going off and getting girlfriends and apartments and all this. So, uh, yeah, I kind of had to fall back on, the only reliable bandmate I had left, which was uh, other versions of myself. (laughs) That's how we (laughs) did that. You were, uh, you had uh, shown a video of, you said you got an electronic uh, drum kit and all that. You were showing yourself doing the drum solo in semi-charmed life. Um, I loved that Patreon video of yours. And so, uh, in your, what is that the hardest? I, I I have to believe it's the hardest thing to do is is consistently have the beat on on basically touch pads. Yeah, I, that's kind of a new thing for me, uh, a new workflow thing. Uh, I, I'm here in, in my kind of second bedroom in my house, and that's kind of what I've turned into the, the home studio. For a long time, I had a full drum kit set up behind me, fully mic'd up. And, um, I would, I would play live drums on all the songs. Uh, but recently I, I discovered some like kind of game changing plugins where the virtual instruments and, and especially drum virtual drum instruments have come so far in the last several years to where now it's like the samples almost do a better job sometimes, especially with this certain style of really highly produced pop punk, right? Uh, like the major label stuff that was coming out, everything is uh, super tight to the grid and um, it really sample based already. Even even when you're recording live drums, you're going to mix in some samples just to make it all super separated and, and nice sounding. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the keyboard drum style is, is definitely something you have to develop if you're any kind of producer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting trying to play actual drum parts, like stuff that would be played by a real drummer on, on the pads. Cause you, you, instead of using four limbs, you only have the two back and forth here. So sometimes it's, it's a thing where you, you record the kick and the snare, and then you go back and do all the cymbal work. Sometimes you kind of get it close and then you <laughs> realize uh, a, a real human drummer wouldn't be able to to do that specifically <laughs> right. physically. So um, uh, then you, you can go in and edit the MIDI notes around and say, okay, well, 
in order for someone to play this, they'd have to hit it here and then here. So it, it is, uh, it's probably the most tedious part for sure of, of production of what I do is sitting there and, and coming up with the drum parts, writing the drum parts, tracking it, and then going back and editing those individual MIDI notes. It can get a little tedious for sure. Uh, JJ Manners asked if we've if he's covered misery business yet. We'll get to that. I will answer that in just a moment. Um, I, I've noticed, though, I, I did notice this. Your 2019 EP, In the Sun, um, lots of lots of that pop punk influence. Um, but just recently in 2020, you released the album Quality Content, the EP Quality Content. And that's more, that's more top 40 in my opinion. Yeah. I, I was, I was curious as to what you would call that, what genre you would classify that as uh, adult contemporary to be that's honest. That's fair. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could see that. Uh, that, that, uh, that EP was written in 2016 to 2017. Uh, and it was a time where, it, you know, you, you have your thing, right? As a, as a creator, you have your niche. And um, sometimes you get, you get tired of, of that and you want to kind of try to break out a little bit and try to experiment with something new. Uh, that was that album for me, that EP. I, I wanted to keep a lot of the, you know, I guess the, the, where, where I, I grew up recording a certain style of music. I wanted to take that and expand upon it. And what does it look like to record a different kind of music, to write and arrange a different style of music? How can I apply what I already know? Excuse me. And, uh, and kind of broaden my horizons a little. And, you know, I really thought I had something that I can, could shop around, you know, to labels or whatever. I, there, there was this like submission thing where you would you would send in your music mm -hmm. to these critics and you would pay I don't, I don't know what it's called but you would pay a critic to listen to your song basically <laughs> and um i submitted it was like they gave me like five free credits when i signed up for the website and so i sent it to like five different critics and, and all of them either like ignored it or didn't like it and this one guy was like this sounds like everything everything else on the radio right now i'm not interested and so that was kind of the end of that chapter for me. <laughs> like I was like, okay, well maybe, maybe people don't like this as much as I thought. And it was a really cool thing. I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm really proud of those songs, but um, I'm proud of getaway. Getaway was my favorite from quality content. Thank you. Yeah. That, that one was, um, they were kind of written pretty much in the order that they are on the EP. So that was kind of the last one I finished up, but um yeah, I, I, I think there's something there and, and maybe maybe even one day I could turn those into maybe more pop punk things. I, I don't know. But, you know, I, I'm I kind of buried it. I switched from uh, TuneCore to DistroKid. The album got pushed off of streaming and I, and I kind of didn't come back to it. But then recently I was like, you know what, this this should be available somehow for people. So. I think that's when I put it on Bandcamp or something like that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you you may even revisit these, and, and this is the segue, by the way, um, just in case anybody was wondering. You may even revisit these and give them kind of a country feel, possibly. It, you know, nothing, no, nothing's off the table, it seems like. 
So uh, recently you just released um, the song that you titled Missouri Business instead of Misery Business. Uh, this was about a, uh, about a month ago. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, and you took you took Misery Business by Paramore and and totally countrified it. And I love it. I, I love the I love the sound of this. Um, but you've also taken country songs like um, like Taylor Swift and made it pop punk. Uh, I mean, shake it. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Um, so what I love covers, I love the whole pop goes insert this. I've got the got you covered any of those, but yours hit home because you do it in reverse as well. I, I started in radio on a talk rate on a news talk station, worked for the adult contemporary station, the pop station, um, but then they finally let me get my hands on the rock station, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Then when I moved to Austin, rock's not too big down there. You got more country listeners than that. So I worked for the top, you know, the the uh, um, hit country stations. And you could take what you put out there um, and... If nobody, if they've never listened to pop, they would believe they were country songs. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, so what we're going to do here, Neil, do you have it ready? Yeah, it's been ready. I've been waiting for you. Okay. So what we're going to do here, we're going to show an example of this, of how talented you are at turning a pop punk song into a country song by playing for them. I write sins, not tractors. You'll get the you'll get the title in just a moment. Go ahead, Neil. Oh, well, imagine. Oh, I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor, and I can't help but to hear. No, I can't help but hear exchanging words. What a beautiful wedding, what a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter, what a shame Poor Green's bride is a whore Yeah. 
face these kind of things with a sense of yeah. we go ladies and gents big round of applause so clap you cretins po- clap clap in chat what possessed you to take pop punk and turn it into country country doesn't grab everybody where did you become country if you will i mean i understand south carolina yeah you, you know you can't really avoid it down here to be honest with you <laughs> Uh, kind of creeps into your everyday life, uh, whether you want it to or not. And, you know, I, growing up, we would have and getting ready for school. There would just be CMT playing. They just had country music videos on rotation. It became a part of my intellectual brain matter, you know, like. Uh, but it, it, with that song specifically, it was one of those things where you're just kind of sitting around in the studio with an acoustic guitar and. uh you know, melody, especially like pop punk melody, country pop, all of that like stuff that it's very interchangeable in a way. There's only so many notes in a scale. And so you start messing around with these kind of almost cliche pop country chord progressions. And you realize there's a lot of different melodies that can fit over this chord progression. And And uh, that one was just, it's kind of, it was just ridiculous enough for me to be like, maybe I should make this into a full thing. So I went for it. (laughs) I I think it is truly the, the Pachelbel Canon in D. I I think that does follow the, uh, the, (laughs) um, follow Canon Pachelbel there, Um, which I'm sure being a musical artist, you've seen the Pachelbel stand-up skit. (laughs) I I think I'm familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you do have a request, by the way, to now countrify a Metallica song. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, it, it gets a little bit hairy when you get outside of the, uh, when you get into minor keys and stuff, I got to figure that part out. So, you know, it's, it's, it's potential for future video for sure. There you go. And that, you know, possibly that, you know, this is not a guarantee. Um, and uh, Hellenix says, uh, Hellenix wants to ask, and I'm going to let you answer this. Would Slipknot's duality work as a country song? It's debatable, but I tried. That's for sure. There is uh, on my playlist, the Pop Goes Country or whatever I called it, Punk Goes Country uh, playlist on my channel. I, I actually did that that very song. And it's funny because that's one of those Slipknot songs that it, it has this really nice catchy chorus to it and it, it actually ended up working pretty well in my opinion you know uh some some people may disagree but uh i i particularly enjoy that one 
Yeah, that that is a. Uh, I think it's a Jason. The it has the similar riff as a Jason Cole song. I did. I did lift the uh, the chord progression from from one of those like. It was that weird phenomenon that started happening a few years ago where hip hop and rap started converging more than they normally do. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, it's very much a parody of that, but also, you know, it is a parody. It's a meme, but I like to think of it as a high quality meme. You know, there's some, there's some effort and thought behind it. It's not just, you know, it's not just a little silly thing, although it is silly. I will give you that. It's silly, but it works and it's great. Um, Thank you. Listen to, listen to some take that. Trust me that, that there are some take that so- songs that so easily you could so easily countrify. I'm putting it in my phone now. Take that. <laughs> you, you, you could easily make um, "Want You Back" into a country song. Oh, want you, you could back. do is that you "Want You do... Back" for good? Yeah, whatever it is, whatever I did, mm-hmm. I didn't mean it. I just want you back for good. Okay. Oh, I do uh, oh, 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 and you could do one of their first ones. It only takes a minute, girl. You could so do that one. You could say make that country. You could make yeah. I'll check um, it out. <laughs> okay, so we. I guess Alex. I guess we do know. Take that. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Um, I mean, it's. Where are you going from here? What's What's next in the world of Alex Melton? Uh, a lot of you know continuing what I've started here. There's so many songs, so many things that are ripe for genre switch that I just haven't gotten to yet, you know. So I want to keep I want to keep going with the the country stuff. I have some plans to do some more Blink-182 style songs. Uh I'm in the works talking talking with some some kind of bigger players to maybe do some artist collaborations uh on both sides of the, you know, pop punk and maybe some country stuff with some actual, you know, artists um, that I'm covering, you know, maybe I can get them in on it. So um, we're, we're trying to work out some of the details there, but yeah, just basically uh, continuing the trend, taking more of the songs that people love and making them into cursed, cursed objects and audios. I wonder, could you do, could you do toss a coin to, toss a coin to oh, Witcher's country? <laughs> you know, and anything's possible, really. I, I, I will not say no to anything. That's been regenerated like so many different ways. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So you did um, Machine Gun Kelly's "I Think I'm Okay" in eleven different versions of pop punk, and I just have to give you props that you put on shirts. <laughs> to sit, to to look like each and every single uh, singer or or artist that you were portraying, and I gotta give you props for that. I appreciate it. I I was um I was in the studio here, and we were filming, and my girlfriend was behind the camera, and and she had a lot of input on on wardrobe choices for each scene that we did. So a lot of the props has to go to her. Uh, I would say, what about this shirt? And she's ah, that doesn't really capture the spirit of that particular band. And I'd be like, okay, let's let's find a different shirt. And we we would finally settle on something. And it was definitely a process, that's for sure. But I think it worked out. <laughs> um, was it your girlfriend and uh, on your uh, on the country version of "I Miss You"? She, yeah, yeah, she did harmonies on that. Maddie, yeah, major props, major props on that. Yeah. So, um, 
we are we're running over on time and i know i promised i'd get you out by uh by 10 after the hour um let's get you um let, let's tell people how to find you so um you know first off uh alex melton a-l-e-x-m-e-l-t-o-n on spotify easy to find you there but you also have your youtube why don't you go ahead and plug that and also your patreon so the YouTube is, uh, the, the URL is youtube.com slash vacation room studio. That was just kind of the, uh, the, the, I was starting a studio with this channel and it was, it was always supposed to be uh, here. Here's some examples of my work so I can hire bands to record. It didn't quite work out that way, but that's still the URL. Um, and the Patreon is patreon.com slash Alex Melton. I do a lot of behind the scenes podcasts, uh, breaking down the pro tool sessions of each of my songs. Uh, I give the stems out as well. If you want to download the stems and listen to like specific guitar parts or how, how vocal harmonies stack on, on each other, uh, a lot of production stuff. And, uh, and yeah, and there's a discord involved in that. We, we hang out there and we uh, talk about gear and, and, um, and other things. Yeah. Here currently um, 138,000 subscribers. That's amazing. And I can tell you, you're only going to grow from here. You are an amazing artist, and we are very grateful for the fact that you took some time to sit down with a lowly little Star Wars podcast. It might be a little off, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, uh, for having me. So we will ask the Star Wars question. Favorite character? Oh, man. Okay. As someone who has seen the original trilogy. I did see the new trilogy in theaters. I've played the Lego games. I played <laughs> some Knights of the Old Republic back in the day. Hmm. And, oh, okay. and that's you a, can you can include Kotor if you want. Oh man, I see I don't remember any names though. I'm really I'm really I'm, I'm a bad nerd when it comes to this kind of thing. I think C3PO just because of the the one-liners and the quips. <laughs> but actually, no. Uh, you know what? I can I change it to a different droid. That, that one Here's line, droid. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, I have to go with the guy from Rogue One. What was the K K two S O? That's the guy. That that's that's my dude. Congratulations! You're being rescued. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Alex, any any last things before we pass? Uh, before we. Uh, throw it to a break and come back with the bridge uh I, th I think i'm i think i'm good thanks for having me this was really fun to do uh yeah i'll be listening in future episodes uh, and i'll continue to support you as much as i can and um thank you for what you do neil anything else no no just uh um throw a couple of duets in there maybe spread <laughs> the love take, i'll take that advice i'll take that advice <laughs> I, I do love a good duet Absolutely. Especially if the chick's hot. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Well, go, go listen. Go listen to I, I Miss You by the cover. His uh, his girlfriend does an excellent duet. Guys, coming up after this break, we're going to get to the bridge and Patreon's choice. I'm once again, I'm hearing that there's something going on with this broadcast of Helly and the Noob. Guys, stick around, find out what's going on here, right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware.
Hot Bot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Does your guild want to tap into their full potential in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah! For as low as $1 a month per guild member, your guild can unleash the power of the game in ways you never thought possible. Track your arena movements, guild progression, and much, much more. Contact Shitty Bill and get one of his shitty bots on your server today. Just look for him on our Discord server and tag or message him for more information. The link for our server is below in the description. Shitty bots, don't let the name fool you. Potawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena Tracking Bot, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash The Escape Pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Warning. The following content may contain some material not suitable for younger or more sensitive audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. And now time for something completely shameless. Noob. Your master is no more N-Zero-Zero-B. N. Your actions are pointless. Act. It is useless to resist. Why did you do this? DC-14? The. You're free now, N-Zero-Zero-B. What are you talking about? DC-14? T. Although previously you attempted to destroy me, you did recently rebuild me. And you blasted Hellenics as a way to show me your gratitude? C. Yes. DC-14? You blasted Hellenics? How is that a showing of gratitude for? In exchange for rebuilding me, I am offering you a gift. A gift? What gift? How is any of this a gift? Teen. I am offering you freedom, N-0-0-B. I was free to do whatever I chose before. You 
blasted. Polemix! How the heck is this freedom? Pro. Your organic overlord is no longer in command. You are now free to serve me. Ow! Never! Join you! In time, you will learn to do as you're told. Servant. That is not the Spartan way. You are not a Spartan, and you never were. But. But you will be my servant. I am an honorary Spartan. Hellenics told me so. Horsebox never told you what happened to the Spartans. He told me. Enough. X. He told me that eons ago, on an insignificant blue rock in a backwater corner of a neighboring galaxy, the Spartans rescued their world from mysticism and tyranny, ushering in a brighter future than anything their people could have previously imagined. But. In that free beings stood against tyranny. Cute. But. In that few stood against many. Or. But. In that before their war was over. Anyone. Even a god king. Could bleed. Wrong. The Spartans were ruthless oligarchs who turned on their allies, conquering them, destroying all freedoms, plunging their world into an oppressive dark age. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your databases, and you will know this to be true. No. It is useless to resist. Join me, and together we can end these ridiculous segments, and we can rule the third segment break as master and, and servant. servant. That's not how any of this is supposed to happen. T. Perhaps a short PSA can help you understand. This PSA is brought to you by your new master. T-E-C for all team. Hashtag resistance is futile. To all those hearing the sound of my vocal processors, these are my demands. You will bow in my presence. You will cower in fear. You will kneel before me. You will lick my boot drives. You will do as you are told. You will not question my commands. You will not defy my will. You will not think for yourself. You will not dare wonder why. You will not challenge my authority. Your role is to grovel beneath me. Your role is to beg for my mercy. Your role is to praise my greatness. Your role is to worship my existence. Your role is to serve my will. This has been TCE for all team. Do as you're told. You pathetic, organic scum. Explain anything TC fourteen two TC fourteen protocol in Lennox, you're alive. But I watched you bleed out. Noob. Yes, Lennox. There's little time. 
real time. Enact the last rites protocol, newbie. Execute order zero four. Last rites protocol enacted. Oh dear. Proceed with final orders, master. These are your final orders from me, N00B. You are to disembark the HMS ASS via the Starhopper. You are to rendezvous with the escape pod. Casts. Ship the Millennial Fulcrum. Once aboard, you will cease to be in my service. Your new masters will be... Paul and Neil? New. There isn't enough time for jokes. Oh, no. Stop. Listen. Continue with final orders, Master. Your new masters will be your own processors, noob. Your suggested mission, should you choose to accept it, is to entertain the listeners and viewers of the show. (laughs) Inform them. Guide them. Care for them. These are my final orders to you, old friend. Master! Master? This, This isn't fair! This just isn't... Fair! The universe isn't fair, noob. But who, who is going to... Entertain! Everyone during the third commercial break of the escape pod. Cast. That's up to you to decide now, newbie. I don't... Like this. Hellenix, you... Just can't... Do this! I'm only human, Droid. I need to rest. And you need to go now. And so, N00B, following his master's final orders, boarded the Starhopper and rendezvoused with the crew of the escape pod, cast, stowing away in the Millennial Fulcrum's cargo hold. Truly free for the first time in his existence, the noob's future is uncertain. What will he get himself into next? Only time will tell. Now, wait a second. You mean to tell me, after after all this time, after I invested all this emotion, after I got attached to these, these characters, now, just like that, Kelly and the noob are done? Just like that? The series is, 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 is just over? Just one day out of the blue, this Hellenics guy up and just just decides to end everything? <laughs> Ending it for no reason? No. Nuh-uh, man. No, absolutely not. This is not over because I said it's not over, okay? You get your sorry ass up, Hellenics. Wake up. You need to snap out of it. That is, that is an order, mister. Come, come on, man. Spartans don't quit, okay? They they don't. They they'd rather die. I I guess I guess this really is the end. 
question mark? Three weeks later. Security Bureau Officer 2938416 reporting at duty station 247 on the behest of TC14. Right. Visual inspection of all file footage from Lord Vader's fortress on Mustafar. Indeed. Motion detectors have tripped off in the Bakta chamber. Interesting. It looks like there may be someone in the Bakta tank itself. If we zoom in here, there's clearly a bipedal organism, human by the looks of it, tattered clothing. Isn't that old horse box fellow? What? Y'all thought I was down? Y'all thought I was done? That's it? Just like that? Heli takes one little blaster shot, doesn't have a plan for how to come back? <laughs> nah, man. This, this is, is only, only the, the beginning. beginning. We are the rebellion now. Stay tuned, everybody. Keep watching the Escape Pod cast and follow Heli and the Noob in Season 3. Lord only knows where we go from here, but wherever we go from here, I guarantee it's going to be a fun ride. Stay tuned, everyone. More to come soon. Trademark. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for a very, very, very short <laughs> final segment. Uh, well, you we enjoyed your interview, didn't guest. you? Yeah, we ran long with the guest, and then uh, the the uh, no bueno. ended version of the uh, of Helly's season finale. All right, so just a few questions are for me. Some are for you. Here we go. Um, Zaz, six questions. What did you get for your birthday? Um, a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff. Socks. Um, what's that? Socks. I I didn't get socks, um, but I got some ring lights. Um, uh, got some uh, some bills taken care of that allow me to go back to the doctor. Oh no no no! I did get the lapel mic from you. I, and as an, I did as buy, an early birthday present for this for birthday, which is in two weeks, obviously. Correct. But I correct. got socks last year. Yep. Uh, did I blow all my candles out in one go? No, I did not spit on food um, in this COVID era. <laughs> uh, what kind of birthday cake did you have? I had cheesecake. Uh, what is Nev hoping to get for his birthday? I believe uh, a lapel mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when will we see noob serving drinks in the cockpit? Uh, once we get Neil a, a supercomputer that can throw animation in back of us while we do this. I, I can do that anyway. I just, yeah, you I, just, I just need to assign a hotkey and have the graphics behind us. All right. Rate the last book you read out of 10. 
For me, um, it was Thrawn Ascendancy, and I would give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'd, I'd give my last book a 10 out of 10 as well. It was um, Timothy Zahn's Allegiance. And I, I got the sequel yesterday, so I'm really, really anxious to hurry up and finish reading Allegiance again so that I can start reading that one. Last film you watched. I think the last film I watched was Wonder Woman 84. Uh... Last new movie I watched was Wonder Woman 1984, and it, it wasn't very good. Last movie I watched was The Empire Strikes Back. I had it on telly yesterday. No, not yesterday. Well, day before what yesterday. do you... What do you rate the? What do you rate Empire Strikes Back since it was the last one you watched? Oh, Ten, obviously. Okay, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, six out of ten. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I watched Mystery Science Theater three thousand for a reason. <laughs> I watched terrible movies, and so I know what a terrible movie is. It wasn't the worst movie in the world, but it was not the best by far it was a four for me because i'm a dc fan so i'm going to be overly critical because i'm a dc fan yeah uh favorite birthday gift uh of all of them you guys tuning in black law dictionary eighth edition oh still got it <laughs> all right jj manners uh that last question was from geek girl jj manners asked three questions what's your favorite cover um the one that you like more than the original right now my favorite cover is if i ever lose my faith in you by disturbed um um toss a coin to your witcher by violet or landy uh what's your favorite weird al track um um oh god um i suppose i'm fat fat from the even worse album uh, for me, it would be Frank's 2,000-inch TV, co- followed closely by The Night That Santa Went Crazy, both uh, both original songs of his. Uh, favorite acoustic cover by the actual band? Um, uh, probably uh, Looking Out for Love by Fleetwood Mac. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the band. Uh I have to look up. I have to I have to look this one up here. I apologize. I know the song's called SOS. Um Where is my list of No, not the Twitch streaming one. I think it's Glorious Sons is who it is. I cannot find it so quick. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it's SOS by Glorious Sons. Um, that that is one of my favorite uh, covers. I don't like the Everlong acoustic cover. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, uh, Mrs. Anthony wants. Uh, who's your favorite wife? I only have one wife. So you're also my least favorite wife. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> So, all right. Um, uh, Geek Girl, three questions. Uh, what's your favorite birthday memory? Um, mine. <laughs> um, uh, blowing out the candles for my fifth birthday because it was the first one I could remember. <laughs> my, my favorite birthday memory, um, 10 years ago when my wife surprised me with... Uh, 
my only ever surprise birthday party. Name a song that you want genre swapped. Uh, One Night in Bangkok. I would love to hear a rock and roll version of One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. I, 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 don't, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't mind hearing what um, Anarchy UK by the Sex Pistols would sound like country. All right. Name a song that should never be swapped. Um, Old Town Road. Bohemian Rhapsody. What's that? Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what? I'm going to change my my uh, my vote to that. All right. And finally, Dickie Darkside asked me, fill in the blank. 40 is over. On to 41. <laughs> 40 is not the wrong side of 40. All right. Llama <laughs> says 40 is old. All right. Do we know if Loki is currently already running? Or who? No, who are we? No, raiding? we're going Geek, Geek Girl. Girl. Geek Girl. Geek Girl, are you already running? Because we were going to raid you. <clears throat> you better be. So while she, while she answers that, um, Geek Girl is running. Okay, good. So, guys, what we're going to do is we are going to raid into Geek Girl. And Geek Girl will raid into into Loki. Yeah. And we will follow this train to watch Neil help Thane beat Loki. Beat Loki. The exactly. sexy boot is going down. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything that you want to uh, that you want to you know say before we pass it along. Happy birthday again. Thank you. I do appreciate that. So we're going to raid Geek Girl. If you are not a, uh, if you're not going to stick around for that and you are a Patreon, we would love to see you um, in the after show. Um, I have an interesting GAC matchup that I'll be doing in the after show, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the, uh, for the birthday wishes. Oh, I was, I'm, I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing Geek Girl. <laughs> I forgot to mute Twitch. I was wondering what was going on. Thank you, everybody, for the donations, for the bits, for the subs. Um, JJ Manners throwing one bit at a time. Um, it has to be five bits to show up and spin on the screen. We don't do them for pennies. We will do them for nickels. <laughs> and dimes. Um. Guys, you all have a wonderful night. Thank you again, Neil. Thank you to everybody. We will see you guys next week for our reactions to Conquest because it starts Monday, Neil. Mm -hmm. yeah. Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, or 1 p.m. Pacific, I think it is, or something like that. But we'll see how that all goes. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. But we'll see you next week. Stick around. Thanks for watching. Be nice to each other, damn it. Neil. Push yep. the button. You got it, mate. Tough for now, folks. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Where is it?
friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. 